Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marva Zahn and with Mike Molyneux. Last week, Patriots schedule came out uh, in Tom Brady era, no more, moving into the Jarrett Stidham era, assumed. We're going to assume that we're moving on to the Jarrett Stidham era. So this is the first Patriots schedule that we have in this new quarterback era with New England Patriots. And guys, this schedule is loaded. This is a wild schedule. So we'll go over it quick, and then we're just going to talk about it, give our way-too-early predictions for the records, all that, Who, what games we think are going to be good, all that. So we got the Dolphins, Seahawks, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Niners, Bills, Jets, Ravens, Texans, Cards, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, Bills, and the Jets. So guys, first... What's your reaction to that schedule? And second, give me your record prediction. What do you guys think this Patriots team, again, post the Tom Brady era, is going to land at with their record in the 2020 season? Marv, what do you think? We'll start with you. First and foremost, Nick, there's no more assuming. Jared Stidham is the guy. You know, Belichick even said it himself. He had a conversation yep. with Eisen and pretty much said, you know, he's running, he's rolling with Jared Stidham. So there'll be no confusion during training camp. Unless Brian Hoyer takes a huge step forward, finally. <laughs> exactly, and we <laughs> all know that's not going to happen. So, looking at the schedule, man, the first there's a lot of things we can speak about. The first thing that stands out to me is the first five games heading into the bye week. So, bye week is on week six, and the first five games are Miami. Then you travel to Seattle. You face the Las Vegas Raiders. You travel to Kansas City than Denver Broncos. I believe if the Patriots can get out of that with a 3-2 and two record, losing to C- Seattle, I see them losing to Kansas City as well. With a 3-2 and two record, yeah. I think the Patriots will be in shape there. And that's where we can really see where this Patriots team is really at at the moment, starting off with those five heavy hitters. Like, that Miami t- game won't be any easy as well, as we all know how Miami can give us problems. And it could be a nice Stidham versus Tua matchup that we see there. Another tough stretch that the Patriots go on is in December. You look at the December matchups, your your go away against the Los Angeles Chargers. And then you have a Thursday night game against the Rams right after. And then you travel to Miami in, in those three week spans. I think that's another tough Tough road trip, or they don't travel much because two games are in Los Angeles. But a nice little tough road trip for them and a good bonding time for the Patriots as well. And looking through the schedule, if you want to ask my prediction, honestly, I see 
an 11 and 5, 10 and 6 record. I know that's that's how a lot of people are going to Damn. look at I'm like I'm crazy, but I look through the matchup and I'm banking on week 11 through 17 that the Patriots go on a go on a not nice little run here. If after the Ravens game, you know, you can easily be four and five. That's that's week 10, the Ravens game. But after that, I think the Patriots can really go on a roll here and have a good stretch of wins. They can go from from week 11 to week 17 with only one loss, which I think is very doable. Then they're going to have a pretty decent record. That second half of the Patriots team, if Stidham is rolling and he feels more comfortable, the Patriots can be all right. I know it's crazy, but I see 11 and 6, 11 5, 10 and 6 record. Right, and, and, and the thing is with getting into the middle of the season with Jared Stidham, he might be getting more comfortable at that point, but exactly. the problem is we have no clue. We have no idea how Jared Stidham is going to be. For the most part, I think this pot, I think this show has pretty pretty high hopes for him. We think that he's going to be pretty good, pretty decent, potentially a franchise quarterback, but this to get for your first introductory season, as a starting quarterback in the league, this is a hell of a schedule, oh, it's especially a to start. And listen, usually when you think about the Patriots, you know, and we, we try to see where this Patriots team is, is at, usually the their front schedule is really easy. So you really never know how – are the Patriots just beating bad teams or are they, are they really this good? You know, we – Right, we had those conversations all last year. All the time. We're not going to have that conversation for a couple reasons. One, the schedule's tough. And two, you have a brand new quarterback. So now it's going to be a real test. And then another thing I like about the schedule – is once again, this schedule ends with two home games against divisional rivals, Bills, Jets. Patriots have been getting lucky with those, having two to end this, the season off with two home games. But this this time, these games hold a little more weight. Usually when those two games come on, it's to see what <laughs> yeah, They're going to matter. You know what I'm saying? It's to see if you can get a bye week. Now it's to see if you can get into the playoffs. So that's going to be interesting. Good thing they have those games at home. That's another reason why I think at the end of the season, if Stidham is really, you know, progressing, they can go on a run. Right. And that Bills game, the second to last game, that could be that could be a game that's deciding who's going to win the division. Almost. That's because the Bills, I mean, I think we can all agree. The Bills are probably the team that the Patriots going to have to worry about the most taking over the AFC East. Monday night game. So they, they, the, the guys knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah, they know. <laughs> a lot of primetime games, too. A lot yeah, of primetime game. prime games. Just because Brady's gone, the Patriots still have a lot of primetime games. They missed the ball on one thing, though. In the preseason, there's no Patriots versus Buccaneers. No joint practices with <laughs> with the Patriots and Bucks. That would have been a beautiful thing to see. But So they missed the ball on that. If I was making the schedule, I'm making Tampa Bay versus Patriots a preseason game. Bill, Bill would have quit. He was, he's not handling, he's not dealing with that media. He's going to say F off to the media and get out of there. That's no the case. social distancing whatsoever. Fans <laughs> will come out somehow, some way. All right, Mike, what do you think? Reaction predictions to the schedule. So, I mean, I looked at this schedule in two different ways. And obviously, I shouldn't be doing it anymore because that whole, you know, Brady era, it's over. But it's still fresh. It's like a fresh wound still. Knowing that uh, Patriots don't have Tom Brady as a quarterback anymore. So I looked at it as if, you know, we still had Tom Brady. And, you know, if we were still in that era, in that time period with, you know, the Brady-Belichick connection, I can easily say this team 
was getting about 12, maybe 13 wins off. That's this schedule, this current 2020 schedule out there. But the reality of the situation is they're going into this brand new season with Jerry Stidham at, quarter, at, at the quarterback position. And after going through it a couple of times, I'm looking at a 7-9 and nine record, man. I'm sorry. I, I just feel as if this team... It's a brand. It's gonna be a brand new team. You know, a lot of new faces, a lot of young faces, especially on the def- defensive side of the football. Um, there's a lot of tough matchups in there. Like, yeah, the Bills are 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 he- uh, 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 heavy competition um, in the AFC East, but I think the Dolphins, you know, and and Brian Flores, they'll have something for the Patriots each time they face them, whether it's in Gillette or or in Miami. But you know, the Kansas City's up there, Baltimore. Um, some of these games, if it wasn't Stidham, I say hey, the Patriots could go there and 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 um, take care of business. And then that whole mystique of you know us feeling like I mean it wasn't really there last year, but there's been a mystique over the years that okay, Patriots don't really lose a lot of games at Gillette. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I don't think I could go into the season thinking that that mystique of coming to Gillette or oh, any team that comes to Gillette, you know, for the most part, Patriots, but they have a decent home record, you know, ever since they've had Belichick, you know, as the coach and whatnot. But I don't know if that remains the same this year. I think a lot of the home games that they play, I could definitely see them losing to Baltimore for sure. I could definitely see them losing to Miami or losing uh, uh, to San Francisco, losing possibly to uh, Oakland Raiders. Who knows? I don't know. But that home mystique is not there. So seven and nine, you know, the seven and nine give them a playoff chance? Probably not. You know, usually seven and nine record, you're probably on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. But this new era that we're entering into, this new Patriots team, whatever you want to call it, it it's going to take some time. And with this schedule right now, I say that they finish, you know, below 500. See, I thought mine was tough, and I was going with a nine and seven record. Like, damn, seven and nine, seven and nine, man. That's a tough record. I mean, but that's the thing. When you look at the schedule, even if Tom Brady was on this team, I don't even know if this team's going to do much better than that. My so I've got a nine and seven record looking at it, just giving way too early W's and L's. And I think even if you have Tom Brady, like I said, I got nine and seven, even if you had Tom Brady on the schedule. I still think it's 10 and six. Maybe you steal another win, but you look at, I mean, you have the best competition in the AFC. You've got the chiefs who obviously Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl favorites. Uh, you've got the Ravens. I don't see Lamar Jackson taking a huge step back. I still see the Ravens as being one of the top two co- uh, competitors in the AFC. And then the Texans, I love Deshaun Watson, but you never know with Billy O'Brien. You never know. The Texans have the reputation to puke in their mouth and swallow it and choke on it during the middle of games. So who knows if you're going to beat the Texans or not. There's a chance, but I've still got them as the L. I think the surprising win, they're going to go in in it as underdogs, I would assume. It's going to be against the 49ers because Bill knows how to coach against Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy made that man. I mean, mean, Bill made that man. (laughs) They're coming off a against the 49ers as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think they could steal that win, and then I've got them splitting because I don't see them being, I don't see them being much better than the rest of the AFC East, especially the Bills. So I've got them splitting with all of them. I have them going one and one against all of them because I think 
there's a chance they're all a toss-up. And again, we've got faith in Jared Stidham, but this is the kid's first year, and you look at that schedule, and you're like, damn. That is a hell of a schedule to come into the season with, to come into your career with. Tough schedule. Very tough indeed, man. All right, guys, this is the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvazan and with Mike Molyneux. So we're sitting here, middle of May, and now we have some reports. Tom Brady's already gone to the Bucks. He's already uh, doing some, uh, some, some entering people's houses when he's trying to go find somebody else. He's walking into people's houses. He's getting kicked out of parks. You go down to Florida, and suddenly this guy's a delinquent. <laughs> the Patriots... Tom Brady era, gone, poof, no more. Obviously, tons of speculation. We've had some ESPN reports about the relationship with Kraft, with Bill, with Tom Brady. But all that kind of settled down, and now we have this new report, this new tweet storm from Gary Myers. So I'm going to read through this quick. Four hours ago, from time of recording, hard to present in order of why Tom Brady didn't want to return to the Patriots, but one thing has been very much overlooked. According to an excellent source, his deteriorating relationship with OC Josh McDaniels, Tom was worn out by Josh after all these years. That surprised me. They made they made seem they made seem I don't think that makes sense. They made seem they were brothers fighting after sideline blowups. Worse than that, Brady also wanted more input into the game plan. Also, he knew it was final season in New England and said when he didn't trust wide receivers, didn't throw to them. Bad look. Pats lacked reliable wide receivers other than Julian Edelman. And then he gives his list of opinions, his 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 list of why he thinks Brady left the Patriots. So, guys, I mean, according to this, Brady and Josh McDaniels didn't have that buddy-buddy-brother relationship that at least the media painted it out to be because it always seems like Josh was the buffer between Bill and Tom, but turns out that might not have been the case. So, guys, with this report... Do you buy into that? Do you think that Josh McDaniels was another key contributing factor as to why Tom Brady did not come back to the New England Patriots this year, like this tweet alleges? Mike, let's go with you. What do you think? I believe there's some truth to it. Um, I think over the years, just like with Bill Belichick, you know, the relationship can somewhat sour just a little bit over time. Um, Now, you can go about it and try to, you know, patch it up and fix it and mend things for sure. I mean, like any relationship, or you can say, look, I don't want anything to do with this and move on. And, you know, I think that's what Brady did. The the times throughout the years where Brady and, and Josh McDaniels had blow ups or there's always that video, them Brady yelling on the sidelines, you know, it all comes a part of it. And it's tough to really think that, you know, McDaniels, Maybe had a huge piece in, in him hitting the road and saying bye to New England. I don't know. But I do believe that when Brady sat down and went through the different thoughts and ideas of, uh, you know, staying, the pros and cons of staying in New England or whatever the case may be, you know, Josh McDaniels definitely came up in his thought process. Just like, you know, does he want to continue playing for Bill or do you want to continue, you know, taking orders from you know, McDaniels, who even at the same time, he's like two, three years older than Brady. Like they're not far off in age, you know. Yeah. So Brady's listening to this guy. Sometimes Brady's probably like, yeah, whatever, cool, shut up. Yeah, Like, you know, it's probably feelings and thoughts that Brady has in his mind. Um, so, I mean, I do believe there's some truth and validity to, you know, that coming out where, you know, the relationship was, was shaky or started to sour a bit. I do think some of that is true. 
Yeah, I mean, in, in, and like I said at the top, the, the McDaniel's always seemed, at least we thought, that he was the buffer between this uh, other deterior, deteriorating relationship between Bill and Tom. It seemed like Josh was the buffer. And if that wasn't the case, and if there was actually friction between Tom and between Josh, too, well, then who's Tom got to lean on? Exactly. It seems like Josh was the guy to lean on. All he's got then, I guess, is Julian Edelman because even Gronk was gone last season. <laughs> all right, Marv, what do you think? I think all the reports about Brady and Josh McDaniels having friction are true, but I don't think it has anything to do with Brady leaving. I think we've already displayed on this in, in several episodes on this show why Brady has left. It all came down to security and money. It came down to feeling wanted and being part of the Patriot system. Now, like I said before, when you're a part of a 20-year marriage, there are going to be little things that bother you that get heightened, especially once you leave. Did Brady and Josh McDaniels have clash? Probably they did. We saw them blow up against each other a couple times in the sideline. And don't get it wrong, Josh McDaniels is not someone who backs down. He's a dude, he, he's fiery as well, and he's got some swag. You watch those Do Your Job documentaries, you see that Josh McDaniels, he has his own little Belichick genius in him as well when it comes to game planning and switching things up in the game. So if Tom Brady's telling him something, Josh McDaniels probably is in the back of, yeah, cool. I'm the reason why this played work and you're just going to listen to me. So I can understand the friction and the back and forth, but I don't think it has anything to do with Brady leaving. Brady left because of the of the relationship with Belichick and wanting to stay or not feeling secure enough, thinking that he can still he could still play. Now, everything else, there's going to be many things that could have bothered Brady. Might have not liked how, how the ball boys are doing their job. He might have not, he might have not liked driving in the cold, the weather, you know, all these things could have been little things that get heightened once you really get fed up. But at the end of the day, the security and money and all those situations, those are the main reasons why Tom Brady left. Josh McDaniels is just another little tick that bothered him throughout the process. I don't think it has anything to do with him being the deciding factor. He wasn't sitting at home like, hmm, damn, Josh McDaniels <laughs> is coming back, huh? Screw Josh. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do, I can't mess with Joshy no more. I gotta go. That wasn't the reason. No, I mean, you're right. Like, it's, there probably were so many little things. He was with this team for 20 years, and yeah, he wasn't with Josh for 20 years, but he's been with Josh for a long time now. So you've got that that relationship with Bill that I think it's pretty obvious at that point. There was a problem with that relationship near the end. They're just two totally, totally different guys. They both want to win, but there was clear friction there. And again, if Josh isn't that buffer, then Tom's got nobody there. So I do think it has something to do with him leaving in that sense. Because now when you look at the team and with all these little things building up, like 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 you, like you said, the weather, maybe he wants to go down to Florida, get that warm weather on his old bones. Who knows? But if he doesn't have that guy that he can lean on anymore, and if he doesn't have that guy who can be the liaison between him and Bill, well then, why is he going to stay here? If he's that unhappy... And if he, if maybe he does hate the weather, maybe he's like this New England weather sucks. I've been dealing with this for 20 years. We know a lot of people who end up going south. I know I have a lot of friends who have already left up here and I'm only 26 years old. They're all going south. This weather sucks. This weather stinks. Maybe Tom finally got sick of it too. He's a California kid. Maybe he was like, screw this snow, screw the blizzards. You know what, Josh? And then like, like, like you said, the little things build up, you know, screw the weather. And you know what? 
I don't like Joss that much anymore either. <laughs> yeah, everything heightens up. Yeah, the like the ball boy. This guy sucks. This guy gets the ball five minutes late every single day. I'm out of here. It, definitely a bunch of little things. This might have had a little bit more weight because it seemed like it was a great relationship. And if that one great relationship that he had left on the team, at least with the coaching staff, that solid, great best friend relationship that I would assume they used to have was gone. Well, that's just going to be a big key reason as to, okay, well, why am I here? Get me out of here. Send me down to Florida, baby. Let me go revitalize Tampa Bay. Let me go to a lose. Let me go to the, one of the worst franchises, the one of the most loser franchises in the NFL, and revitalize them. Shove it, Josh, and shove it, Bill. This is going to be Tampa Bay right now. Big old shove it tour. That's what we're going to have to see this year. All right, guys. Anything else with Josh and Tom? Uh, no. One thing about Tom Brady and the scheduling. I know that was the episode before, but. The Patriots schedule and the Tampa Bay schedule do not coincide. So we'll be watching a lot of Tampa Bay games. Like, they, they do not play at the same time at all. I will be watching Tampa play. Oh, that – listen, if Tom – Tom's going to take a step forward because he's got that motivation now. I mean, if you think that Tom's not thinking about trying to show Bill and the Patriots this year, you're lying to yourself. He's going to do – when Jimmy got drafted by the Patriots and he saw that, he was like, damn, I got to step up. And then we saw this revitalized Tom. We're going to see this now in Tampa Bay this year. That offense might be electric. But maybe his arm turns into dust this year. Who knows? I do have another thing. I'm sorry. No, you <laughs> guys, do, do you guys feel like Tom Brady's obviously his talents – have, are not the same as they used to be, right? You know, he's definitely slowed down. Not saying he fell off the cliff, but is there a coincidence that as soon as, you know, the talents are starting to drop a little bit, now he we, we're hearing about the beast with the Josh McDaniels and the beef with Bill Belichick when he's not at his highest anymore. You think he's, you think Tom's leaking it out? You think Tom's camp is leaking it out? Not that Tom's leaking it out, but, at, you know, Tom has, I think you Tom should stick with that. I like that. I like that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Tom Tom Brady has a lot of pride as well. So he's not he's never gonna come on and say, "Oh, I'm getting worse. I I want to be able to do this, that, and the third. And the other guys are saying, "Hey, no, Brady, we're gonna switch up the offense a little bit. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna provide. We're gonna make this more of a defensive team." And maybe that that got Brady upset as well because his talents are not the same. And that's what Belichick and Josh McDaniels are saying. You heard it here first. Tom Brady's camp is leaking this out. Josh McDaniels, a hole of the 2020 season. Nick Qualia, Marvazan, Mike Molyneux. Guys, we're going to be back next week with more episodes of the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Guys, follow us on Twitter. Twitter handle's popping up, I'm assuming, right now. If so, thank you, Garrett, for listening to this entire thing. Again, Nick Qualia, Mike Molyneux, Marvazan. We'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for watching. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP 
or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 